Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Brought to you by Regions Bank. Uh, it is 5 o'clock. Congratulations. Hopefully you're off work. And luckily for you, old Dirty Show and T-Mill have the latest. And the latest is, and this just dropped in the last hour, Clint, is the Texans, they've announced uh, D'Amico Ryan's first coaching staff. Uh, and, uh, and really, I know for us personally, and there are some guys that are coming back, Dino Vasso, uh, who coached the cornerbacks, he'll be back. Um, um, uh, running backs coach uh, as well. Um, uh, Danny Baird will be back. Uh, defensive line coach, Jock Chazer will be back. He was with uh, Jacksonville before. He stays on. Uh, ben McDaniels, wide receivers coach, he is back. But uh, obviously, a lot of new faces on this coaching staff. And Clint, we have we have personally here, uh, not really the defense. We really trust D'Amico and what they're going to do over there on the defensive side of the ball. It's really it's really the offensive side of the ball that we've really looked at. And uh, Bobby Slowick obviously is going to be the the uh, coordinator. First time for him being a coordinator, putting together game plans, putting together the system, and calling plays. But, uh, as we said, Danny Barrett is back. Uh, they've got a new offensive line coach. Um, uh, uh, same, as I said, receivers coach and uh, and uh, as well, new tight ends coach. Gerard Johnson, who we knew, quarterbacks coach. Uh, but the uh, the name there, Bill Lazor, who is uh, added as a senior offense assistant of a senior offensive, offensive assistant, he has been in a, a coordinator before three different times, uh, not really lasting longer than a year, most recently with the Chicago Bears. Um, but he looks to be the guy that potentially Bobby Slowick can kind of lean on, who's had some experience, has called plays before on the staff. And, uh, Clint, as we look at this offensive staff, now we have it. Now we see it. Your thoughts now and does this ease any of your concerns that you had before? Not one bit. In, I'm in, with you. In, in fact, I, I would I would say it increases my concern on the offensive side of the football. There's not one guy on the offensive side of the football that that I that I would say brings uh, experience to the table of calling plays, um, you know, building game plans around. And I, I'm not I'm not talking about bits and pieces. There's a couple of guys that have been passing game coordinators, like you said, Bill Lazor, who's a senior offensive assistant. He's been he has been an offensive coordinator for a very short stint at multiple multiple places, um, and, and so look. I when it comes to the the passing game, the run game, building around players. When it comes to being, you know, being quote unquote cutting edge and having experience in 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 doing doing all of the above, um, and and give like us having something that we can look at and go, this is what. This is what you're going to get out of this guy, um, you know. I, I I think this there's a there's a there's very little to answer that concern. Um, very little experience running the show, if you will, on the offensive side of the football for me. I, I, it's uh, that's defensively. I'm not worried about it. Offensively, I, I'm the now we see the whole staff. I'm I'm concerned about not having anybody there that's done it. Yeah, I saw here on the trailer wheel and frame text line as uh, as we first announced this, that someone said, can we please trust D'Amico and get out of his way? Listen. Yeah, no, you, I, I, you I, can, that's, you, that's silly. You, listen, well, I mean, you can you can, you can can do it how you want to do it. Um, that's not how I, I think. I don't, like, 
If it were Sean Payton, okay. I may be more apt to, to trust and get out of his way. But, I mean, I, I don't have that. He's never been a head coach. He's never put a staff together. He's never he's never had to do those things. And now we're seeing it. I'm hoping it. I feel good about him. But now when I look at this, I'm not just one to say, all right, man, he's got a whole cast of characters on the offensive side of the ball that don't have a ton of experience. And the guy that they lean on has been a guy who's been a coordinator a few times and had none lasting longer than a season or, or so. So, uh, no, I mean, you can trust. You can trust. Hell, I can also do the, do it how I want to do it. Well, it's not it's not even a trust. I mean, like like look, I D'Amico's. I, I feel like D'Amico's a great hire. I think this team's going to get better. I think it's going to be great for the organization. But but as we go along, like where how how far are you going to go just with this blind trust? I mean, of of trust this, yeah. trust that. Like it, it's okay to discuss and feel some kind of way about the defensive staff or the offensive staff or the lack of experience or, you know, it's okay to have that conversation. It's not about, you know, trusting and getting out of the way. And, and I mean, that whole blind trust, well, I just trust D'Amico. D'Amico ain't ever done this. I mean, what, 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 do you, what do you trust? And that's, why with you... The, that's why with the defensive side, for us, we had talked about that. Because we can, even when you look at the staff, I could look at that and say, hey, we see. We know he's gonna call plays. He's gonna be involved in that. We know what. We got a pretty good feeling what this gonna look like. This other side, though, <laughs> is 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 a little different. This other side is a, is 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 something that you know we're just gonna have to wait and see. Yeah, but I mean the whole thing, like like D'Amico Rhines as as a head coach. If there's not, he's a first time head coach. Yeah, it's, he's young. He hadn't even been in the NFL that long. Like, like you, it'd be fair to say, yeah, look, I, there, there's some concerns yeah, about how young he is. He's great. He's impressive. I, I love the hire. But but anytime somebody's never done it before, it, I mean, D'Amico himself would tell you that it's a huge jump. Hell, D'Amico sat right there and, 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 and when we were doing the show from over at his introductory press conference and, and, and said as much himself, like, hey, man, like, this is a big jump. Of course, I'm, I'm a little nervous about going from linebacker coach to defensive coordinator, from defensive coach to – to, to defense coordinator to, to head coach, yeah, it's a big jump. There's a lot. I mean, you don't you don't know what to expect. So, I, I look at this staff, and and, and I've got I, it, it immediately jumps off the page that there is a lack of experience. There's a lack of have done it before. There, and I'm not talking about. I'm not even talking about designing at this point. I'm not even talking about creating at this point. I'm just talking about being in charge of that many people and having these kinds of responsibilities. They leave a lot to desire, to be you know, desired relative to experience. You know what I refuse to do, fellas? What's that? I almost did it, but I refused to go look at the staff that Robert Sala put together his first year in New York. I just wanted—I almost wanted to look and compare it to this staff. I, I, I came real close to wanting to look and compare it to this staff, but I said I'm not going to do that. Not going to do that. Not going to look at that Jet staff to see how close of, of a comp it is. Clock fire. All right, changing gears coming from uh, West Palm Beach. By the way, the boys will be down there painting Pendergast. They'll be down there starting on Monday, and uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to those guys uh, uh, in our shows on Monday by the next week. Adam Spolane also joining them as well uh, to get some conversation to what they're seeing with their eyes uh, on the Astros. But hopefully for them, Clint, they will be able to see Jordan Alvarez participating next week because 
if we look at it on Tuesday when we first heard about uh, this this left hand issue that is keeping him out, they said he'd be swinging the bat in a couple of days. Well, Friday would be the third day, and they now it's been a report that he is not participating in any on-field drills right now with the Astros. Dusty Baker, the manager, gave uh, gave words of saying there's no update and uh, no update on his progress as well. Uh, so we'll see. My thing is, Clint, like the Astros start playing games this weekend. That's fine. I, I'm going to feel a lot different. And I'll be honest with you, you know me, I'm already a little concerned. Uh, just, a, just a tad. But I'm going to feel a lot different, Clint, if if Jordan Alvarez isn't swinging the bat, isn't participating, we haven't heard at least he's in the cages or something. I'm gonna I'm gonna feel a little bit different about this injury. Yeah, right now, it, look, it's soreness. You sit a couple of days. You kind of figure out what's going on, what you can do differently. Was it was it the fact that it's spring training just cranking up, um, and get, give the soreness enough time to to work itself out? Maybe you treat it out. You you, you, you treat it enough to get the soreness gone. Uh, and, and then you get back on, you know, get back in the saddle and rock and roll. I, look, I, I'm with you. I, I, right now, I have zero concern. I, I think I think Jordan Alvarez is going to be a guy that's always going to have some kind of knickknack injury uh, that we're talking about, whether it stems from him personally and that those diva tendencies that I mentioned. Uh, well, I'm just telling you, I smell it. I don't, I don't know if it's true or not. I, I don't know the guy. I don't, I'm just I, I'm sensing a little bit of it. Or it could come from the organization trying to protect their their big gun. And either way it goes, I think there's always going to be some kind of little knickknack injury along the way with with uh, Jordan Alvarez. Now, this little soreness stretch beyond a week. Be honest, will you stretch beyond three days? Then then it's not it's no longer about working soreness out. Now now you're taking time off to let something heal. Now you're getting something evaluated. And 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 I'm, I'd be lying if I said at that point in time I wouldn't be a tad bit concerned. Yeah. Right now, zero zero problem. Zero problems, not ninety nine. Zero problems. All right, big I'm just watching. I'm just watching. We get in here. Hell, I give him the Tuesday. We get in here Tuesday, and we hear, uh, hey, uh, hey, Sean, when he gets on with us, because he's going to. Or Adam, did you see Jordan today? No, we didn't see him. Then I'm, um, okay. Oh, Sean will be posting. Pic- right. Oh, Sean will be posting pictures by about. What time Let's they, they get out Let's there. Team will be posting pictures gotta, by like ten thirty. Oh, I have got to grab some of that optimism. Where are thou? I've got to grab that optimism. I look at it in Tyler's you know, eyes. You just got to know when and who and how to apply. I look in Tyler's eyes. You got it. Tyler, don't see it. <laughs> don't see it. Oh. Five o'clock fire. All right. This uh, this uh, coming out of Seattle uh, from the Athletic reports, Clint, that uh, that uh, Russell Wilson uh, wanted and went to John Schneider, the general manager of the uh, the Seattle Seahawks, when he was still there and requested and tried to push to get Pete Carroll, the longtime coach there, to be fired uh, with the uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. Russ, this was a report today. Russ came out, I mean, quick. He came out quick. I mean, this is before I even went and left the house to go to the gym. He said, I love Pete, and he was a father figure to me, and John be- believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. All any of us wanted was to win. I'll always have respect for them and love for Seattle. I just, I feel, I feel bad for Russ, and I don't know how it has happened, but I mean, he is getting it from all angles. I mean, every bit of everywhere, 
And I listen, I think Russ is to me, if I had to be honest, I was like, Russ seems like somebody who has like watched Derek Jeter and watched guys like that and said, I'm gonna try to be like that. The you know, be yeah. the perfect, yeah. be the thing. And but I don't think he's a bad I don't think Russ is a bad person. Because I just don't believe Sierra would be with a bad person. Well, check that. But <laughs> I think after after that I think she was looking for a different person. And I just I'm I, I find myself kind of rooting for Russ. I feel bad for him and Russ, because Russ, I believe Russ on this. He came out immediately and said, No, this ain't this ain't going down like this. But I mean, they're making this he is becoming a sympathetic figure for me here here in the last few months. I mean, Russ is just getting it from every angle. Yeah, I mean he is getting it from every angle, but but I, I think that when when you when you come across as an extreme fraud, man, it, it you, you gonna you gonna get them coming at you, man. I there's extreme what extreme every time I every time I watch the the Denver Broncos and I hear his reactions and I and I watch his videos, it is it is as fake as I've ever seen. I mean, it is as fake as I've ever seen. I tell you what, I lean into is I, I don't know if he tried to get anybody fired or not. I, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. But but when it's all said and done, like it's clear. I mean, Earl Thomas and uh, Cam Chancellor and uh, what, what's what's the linebacker's name that just got got uh, cut Bobby from Wagner. Bobby Wagner. I mean, those guys were were leading. Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Those guys were damn sure leading the show on those on those teams where they were they were uh, you know making making. Super Bowl runs kind of deal, because um, there ain't no way in hell Russell Wilson, with with the, the level of fakeness that he shows consistently, was leading any locker room. Well, he was leading it after they left, and they were winning on him, and they were still going to the playoffs, winning game. I, I just I don't I, I don't know why, man. It just it just feels like a a pile on on him. I just I'm starting to feel bad for him, well, that's man. That's nice of you. I am. I, I am. It's heart. a soft little. You, you getting there, you're Tyler? You're you starting miss, to feel bad miss for him? Tyler tonight, too. No, I'm not really feeling bad for us. It's just like this one right here, man. Like, I believe him on this one. He came out quick on this one. Yeah. I just need, I need John Schneider to, to come out and, and say, yeah, yeah, he never walked up and tried and tried any of that. I just, man, I just feel bad for Russ, man. Yes, he is corny. I admit it. I, I agree with you. I mean, I think, I think Clint is harsh, but he is corny. But, damn, well, no, I, look, I'm not being. I'm, I, personally, Unlimited. I thought the guy was going to be much better last year. I think he'll be better this year. I, I don't. I don't personally. I feel like he's being treated like he's Jack Easterby. Well, I don't. Well, he's like got, the, he's the, got the, some Easterby tendencies. There's no doubt about it, in my opinion. Look, I, I, I got, look, I, I don't, I don't know the guy, so I don't really don't give a rip. But I, like at the same time, like I just, I just watch his actions, watch his reactions, listen to him. There's no way he's leading the locker room. There's no way. There's no way. On God's green earth, that an NFL locker room is following Russ Wilson. No, no chance. We'll see. Just, luckily, just luckily, my arms around him. luckily, yeah, you are. You try to I hug am, me. Man, I, I am, man. Well, I look, I mean, you, you got there. I'm just not. I'm just not there. I'm just. Future, I believe, is is behind all of this. <laughs> I've, I, that's what I've come to. I think Future is the one who is behind all of this trying to make his life a living hell. And all he's doing is just trying to help take care of his kids. Damn. Oh, God. I just saw it. Landry's about to do it. What's that? Landry's at, at, at Baskin-Robbins, and he's about to go in oh on the chicken and boy. waffles. On the chicken and waffle ice cream. 
He is about to go in. He is about isn't, to go in on the. Chino. I mean, isn't Lock, isn't Lock Dog finna get married? Isn't Lock Dog finna get married? Yes, yes, and Did have he, a baby. Man, like, Lock Dog better get his ass out. I of got. I, I'm gonna need to hear. You know, squeezing that suit. I'm gonna need to hear from him on what his chicken his, and waffles. Was. Yeah, yeah, the verdict on that is. You can hear from him before the end of the show if you want. I told Courtney last night. I said. Well, I almost, I almost told you to stop by Baskin Robbins and grab me a scoop of that chicken and waffle ice cream. She said, "No, you didn't." Yeah, those imitation chicken chips really uh, calling, calling your name, huh? Did chicken you, bits. Did you say told or ask? See, man, I got a lot of schooling to do with you guys, man. A lot of schooling to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, a year and a half into this, <laughs> two years into this, I got a lot of schooling to do. With you. All right, coming up, one player. That is uh, that is appearing to already be charging up the draft board before we even got to the combine. Maybe somebody the Texans are looking at, but uh, but you got to hear what people are saying, and it may th- make you think twice about what the Texans should do in the draft. That's coming up next. Sports Radio six ten presents the drive with Sterner and Hughley. I saw uh, I saw Landry tried that ice cream. What ice cream? Chicken and waffles? That chicken and waffles it's ice cream. Terrible. I, I, it, I mean, I can't believe you. I can't believe it even it even turns you on a little bit. I'm re- I'm roaring and ready to go after it. Are you an ice cream guy in general? Yeah, I am. Yeah. That's my that's my sweet. Yeah, it it, it runs and a, good, and a good cheesecake. When you talk about when you talk about uh, my grandfather and my father. Big bluebell guys, mm, blue like like bell like. I, I don't know how in the hell you you sit there and do that to yourself. Oh no, knowing God. what you're doing amounts of, of bluebell ice cream. I don't kill myself with it. I could. Well, what I could do to I, the number I can do to butter pecan. Boy, I know. I, look, I, I love it all, but I, I'm, I'm talking about conscious. You're effort. talking about just I'm talking about conscious effort to keep a gallon in the free in the freezer oh, all the time all and the just time. eat out of the gallon with a spoon. Yeah, yeah. Like well, it, I'm not that aggressive. Yeah, no. It it, it was. Uh, what do you say? I, mean, say? I consciously try to make sure I don't do that kind of thing. You got it. What, oh, so this is Landry tasting it. Let me hear what he had to say about it. Let me hear his verdict. Chicken waffle. It's like honey, like bad coffee flavor, like weird. Yeah, I don't think he's tasting it right. Honey and well, bad mean, what, coffee well, flavor. That sounds just delicious. Well, you, how, you, Ugh. how does a man not taste it right? I just don't think he's got the same taste taste quality that I do. Well, well, I mean, but that, he's tasting it right for him. Yeah, for him. I just don't think he's tasting it right. Like the way he I've operated go. his tongue and mouth wasn't yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I think he put it in a bad in a bad position in his mouth. Huh. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it's taste quality. I, well, I, I'd like to take a, a stab at it first. Well, here, here's here's honey what you gotta, and weird. All you got to do. All you got to do. All you got to do. Did y'all first of all for a sample? Did you see? Lock dog must he got have, two scoops. Lock dog must have some deep ass pockets. Did you? Did you? Yeah, see how, he you got, got a big it. old, big old cup of that ice cream. Like I don't like for me. I would have had a pink spoon in I'm, my hand. Yeah, if I'd yeah been I'm starting. I'm starting on the yeah, yeah. on the just the, the little spoon. The free. The free. Then sample. and then if I want to take a step further in it, then I'm gonna grab one. So one you, scoop. The, the way you find out how how it, how bad it really was, or if it did he finish that? Yeah. Did, did he, he did he throw it. that yeah. those two scoops away? Bad coffee flavor. Yeah, I love coffee ice cream. By the way, it's my number one. Really, Jamoka? Hey, let me tell you, my, my number yeah, one. That's my, Courtney. My yeah. number one, Jamoka almond that. fudge. Jamoka, really? that's al- your number one. Oh no question. Right now, cookies and cream, number. man. Yeah, butter pecan right here. Yeah, all day. Jamoka almond fudge. 
Yeah. I like some cookies and cream too, too. That's cookies and cream ain't bad. Pistachio the green, that ain't bad either. You're, you're, are you kidding me? Oh, God. What was I, your first one? Butter pecan, a staple. Butter <laughs> pecan, and what else? And then I like pistachio. It's the, the green one, not the white one. Green, the green one. Green ice cream with pistachio. Fantastic. I mean, I, I, I got, I got. 10, My grandpa, I got, black walnut. I got 10 flavors that, well, you and your grandpa are 0 for 3 in my top 10. Black so. walnut. I don't like black I don't like it. My grandpa black loved, walnut ice cream? loved it, man. It's hard to find now, but he, <laughs> he loved it. I don't hey, like T, it. are any of those three in your top 10 bluebells? Negative. Oh, my God. Butter pecan is But But I know a lot beautiful. of people like butter pecan. Oh. I'm just not a pecan guy in general. Yeah, it is. I like, I like, but that wouldn't even be in my in my top. Praline sometimes when I'm getting 10. excited. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 the one for me. By the way, we are uh, we are really really getting under the skin of some of the people on the trailer one of the frame text with some of our listeners with, with our uh, with because we didn't do cartwheels and backflips about uh, Bill Lazor and the offensive staff of uh, of of the Houston Texans. Really? Oh my God! I got this one. This is my favorite one right here. One of somebody first said. You guys are just condemning him before he even starts coaching here. D'Amico? Yes. Who the wow, hell? Like, just condemning. Sorry, D'Amico. How do you get – like, I just – I just put it out here. So many so many of y'all, and I bet you the same ones out here in here in your tears about your – you guys condemning them are probably the same ones who texted and tell me how soft I am. You're soft, show. You're soft. You tell, you're soft. Condemning? You took that as condemning? Just – just having some concern about this offensive staff that, I mean, I don't know how you're serious about the level of confidence you have and then the audacity of this person. Andy Reid had choke on his name until Patrick Mahomes. He's a good coach with potential. Give him a break. First off, Andy Reid went to five NFC championship games in Philadelphia before he even ran into Patrick Mahomes, not to mention the success that he had in Kansas City with Alex Smith. So let's let's not let's let's not act like Andy Reid was a nobody before before Patrick Mahomes arrived. And why why are you taking the steps of going D'Amico to Andy? Like, why are you even taking those? That, that's where you are? That's where you are the comparison? Is D'Amico right to Andy? That's where you're going to draw? Good Lord, man. You're going to be so emotional. And, oh, my God, you're condemning him because we're just saying, hey, well, I don't know about that staff. We'll see. We're going to have to wait and see. We'll have to see about this. Condemning him. Oh, somebody said, this used to be my favorite show on 610. Not anymore. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, liar. Cause, you cause got, we're you just, got us, got got us, us for just, 30 more minutes. Let's just some backflips right here, folks. Oh, man. Oh, maybe we do it this way. Mother of God. Tyler, try it. Re, re, find the coaching staff. Find the offensive coaching staff and read it in a real fun voice. And maybe, maybe that'll make us feel better. Maybe that'll make us feel better. Bobby Slowick. Did that did that <laughs> did do that anything do for you? <laughs> Clint, uh, did that do Nah. Bobby Slowick. Try it, try it. Bobby Slowick. Yeah. Yeah. No, that didn't do it. Damn it, that, that wasn't enough. Bobby Slowick. Woohoo! Alright, try try the try try the new senior offensive assistant. Try Bill Laser. Bill Lazor. Right, I, I, I feel a lot better about Bill Lazor now. I do. You're right, text line. You're right, listen. I feel a lot better about 
Bill Lazor. I'm going to – like, I, I, that run in Chicago, that wasn't him. I feel a lot better about Bill Lazor being the guy to lean on. Bill Lazor. Wow, man, that's got some – that's got some real. You got real some potential, man. That. You got some potential. Come on, man. Like you got to get the. You got to under. Y'all got to understand the difference between condemning, and just simply, and just simply giving opinion of question. And wonder, and see. Nobody has even said Bobby Slowick and company are going to stink. Nobody has said they've made the wrong hires. Nobody said we just said, mm, boy, they don't have a ton of experience over there. Mm, boy, we just got to do a lot of wait and see. Boy, I would have liked to have seen something different here. Shane Day. <laughs> He's going to go down the whole list. <laughs> oh, Shane Day. Oh, Shane Day. What? What? This is my turn. Y'all stop being soft. Good God Almighty. Offensive assistant, Gerard James. Yeah, there's a that's a different Gerard. There's a Gerard James and Gerard Johnson. Yeah. Yep. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. And I just said, just so sensitive, man. Good Lord, man. Sensitive out here. I'm comparing him to Andy Reid. Andy Reid choked on him before Patrick Mahomes got there. But you got to be kidding me. Got to be kidding me all day long. All right. Um, whew, Lord, it got me sweet. Y'all good? Jake <laughs> Moreland, tight ends coach. Let's hear it. Is that the new tight ends coach? Yeah. Jake Moreland, do you know him? No, I don't. I, I, I looked him up though. He's he's uh he's been he's been around. He's been around. He's good. He's good. Oh good yeah, tight the tight ends coach. coach last year was the guy who had the comments about Jeff Driscoll about Jeff Driscoll being freakishly <laughs> athletic. Oh, God, I was thinking of kept that guy. <clears throat> this is. I think it's working, man. Is it? Yeah, the, I, I feel are like you feeling I, better? I'm feeling more optimistic. Jake, feel better Jake Moreland, actually, if you look if you look Jake Moreland, you up, like Jake, got a, you like Jake Moreland for a tight ends coach. He's got a nice res. Yeah, nice resume. Assistant to the offensive line, Cole Popovich. What? There's a Popovich on the staff? He's got to be relation to Greg. Assistant offensive line. It has to be relation to Greg Popovich. Those Popovich just don't just roll. There ain't just different Popovich. He's got to have some sort of a, some sort of a, a, a connection with Greg Popovich. <laughs> This is really working though. This was a great idea, Texter. <laughs> Show is finally right about something. I, I would, I would think, I, I would bet you that Popovich has got, got some. I bet he's a hard. I, I bet some of these. I bet several of these assistants got some. Got some real Casario ties. <laughs> no, I won't believe that. I won't I, believe that. Look it up. I refuse to. Popovich, Patriot, sixteen, eighteen. Nineteen, twenty, and we know Ben's got it. Uh, assistant offensive line coach. There you go. Somebody, somebody did on the text line say, "Why the hell are they keeping Ben McDaniel's? What did he do to to get well, camp?" Yeah, my, yeah, no, I, I, I look. I'm sure the receivers they, they did fine, but the passing game coordinator title is what's interesting to me. Oh yeah, he kept he got to keep that. I mean, I know it's just a pay. A, a lot of times that's just a, the ability to pay a guy more, but um, boy, I don't know. All right. All right, our favorite, uh, hopefully, crossing our fingers, our favorite segment of the week, the best of the drive. Tyler has that ready for you coming up next week, or next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Stop it, show. Andy Reid was not getting it done with the Eagles. <laughs> Just the five NFC championship games. It's hilarious. All right. Um, 
everybody in Houston, enjoy yourself this weekend. But before you do, hey, let's do it, man. This is a this is a this is easily uh, one of our favorite segments of the week, and uh, and so uh, so glad that uh, uh, that it is here this week. I believe uh, I believe Tyler, uh, with all he has to go on, uh, has going on, he was able to pull this off. Uh, but the best of the week uh, with the drive, we do it each and every time on this. At this time on Friday, here it is, the best of the week. Hey, thank you, Tyler Milner. This is what makes Tyler the 13th best producer in all of uh, afternoon drive shows, not in Los Angeles and New York. The best of the week on The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. You got little fingers. I just don't want to even admit my, my ring size. Oh, Burger King hands. See, my fingers are long. They're just skinny right there, right there. Well, I wouldn't say long. Dusty Baker is not willing to just just say, oh, Jazz McCormick is my starter. You read my face? I know, I can read it. And your lips. He's saying there's competition. This is Chaz McCormick responding to the statements of Dusty Baker and Dana Brown talking about competition in center. He's right. He's right. I mean, i got to earn my spot. There's a lot of good, good outfielders in this organization, and I need to be ready to play. My God. He's right. Look, I guess 250 on a damn merry-go-round platooning in center field ain't enough. And great catches off the damn wall and clutch moments. I guess it ain't enough for Dusty and old Dana Brown, old DB, okay, for me to earn the spot. So they're right. They're right. I mean, if those numbers and that performance ain't good enough, I guess they're right. I got bad news for you on the Texans front. I, I just don't think there's any way in hell that uh, the Texans are getting their hands on uh, on Bryce Young. Well, damn. I've got a bad feeling about it, man. Did Berman catch somebody in the crapper or what? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always told him I'm, I'm always open to talk. Um... Is that, a, is that a flush? That's what I miss about locker rooms right there. The power in that flush right there. That's Ryan standing. <laughs> That's got to be. That's just, that's just, your man, Jonathan Gannon. Oh. He won't slow down, man. What's up, Bird Gang? Now, that was him the first time. What's up, Bird Gang? Jonathan Gannon, who I think many of us thought might be the head coach of the Houston Texans. What's up? Hey! What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Good. Do you hear how <laughs> just say pew, pew. he's even over the top on the introduction? Hey! Hey! Like right hey. <laughs> Like, whoa, judge, calm down, man. We just Hey! Like, hey, I'm not like Rondell wasn't having that energy. He just say Hey, what the hell is going on with Dom Capers in this hair, dog? What the hell is he doing? <laughs> oh, come on, yeah. Dom. Bro. Is That's he using black now. That's what it looked like right there, dog. That's what James yeah. Brown looked like. That's a toupee, right? It's I don't know what it is, but it ain't his real hair. If you want to wear a toupee, you can wear a toupee, but it wanna, can't look like that. But <laughs> he just slid into casually his drink of choice. Sammy, though. My Patronacy or something, though, but at the end Patricy. of the day, just the Patron and Hennessy. Patron and Hennessy? And then he gave it a nickname. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch, I just don't think he's ever thought about, like, this extreme may not be good for my body. I, got, I think he is just like, <laughs> hell yeah, I'll try it if it tastes good. Everyone, Please. that's a homework assignment for yes. everybody in the drive family. Try it. Larry, what, what's your thought? I want to talk about your ass not changing your bath towels every other day like you're supposed to. Hey, show, I told you a long time ago, when you're trying to get fine, man, you're going to go through some growing pains now. <laughs> you and Mama saw over there probably putting in work. You can't just be walking around.
around here using the same towel 10 days later, man. What's wrong with you, man? Yeah. We got a reputation to protect, man. Don't keep drinking them little energy drinks, but just sip them, dog. You can't take them to the head all the time and I'll holler. That's Larry. <laughs> Nobody's going to let your ass near that damn dome. Hey! Shots. Explosives. The best of the week on The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Well done again. What a week it was. What a week it was. Well done again from our guy right there. T-Mill on the mic. That's right, man. Well done, Chief. Yep. Uh, what a damn week. This moves up to 12, the 12th best, best producer in all of Afternoon Drive, side of New York and uh, in Los hey. Angeles. Um, still bothered about the... Uh, Still bothered about the open for uh, rom-com Fridays. That's what held you back this week. I think they could have jumped into the top ten, uh, but uh, maybe next week. Hey, I know, uh, I know you got a lot on your plate, man. Show those a lot at you, and and uh, man, it's, it's. I just uh, want to explain I, the numbers oh, while you're at twelve. Oh my bad. The explanation was. It'll be ready next week. I Voice know guy I, actually got to me during the show today. I believe I trust you. Did he hear you throw him under the bus? I don't think so. You did. You did. That that is true. You certainly did take him out. I mean, quick. Man, that was I just, a first. I can't. Hit. That's not a gift I have. I, I rely on his beautiful you, voice. You, you pulled a Matt Nagy to Bill Lazor. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Bill that was Bill Lazor. Bill Lazor, the new uh, senior offensive assistant, got taken right under the bus. That wasn't me calling him plays. Matt Nagy. <laughs> Matt Nagy. After a bad game, by the way, Matt Bill. Nagy. He's just been promoted as the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, him, so things are looking up for him and Bill Lazor. How about that? Good for that. All right, man. The combine's coming up next week, Clint. And Anthony Richardson, man, he is uh, he is shooting up the draft board. Uh, he has completely gone up the draft board in a big way. And, uh, I mean, there are some folks out here talking about potentially him going up to uh, in the top five. Uh, I've seen one. I just cannot believe that's actually true. But Daniel Jeremiah, uh, uh, who, uh, who works for NFL Network, draft analyst on his Move the Sticks podcast, has said that some NFL teams have Florida's Anthony Richardson as the second-best quarterback in the draft. Obviously, I think most people would agree, and you've been saying this, Clint, since he was at Florida last year, he has the biggest ceiling and huge ability. And if he could ever put it together, you could understand why people would be really, really high on him. But uh, I thought it was going to be Clint after the combine when he really shot up. But he is start, he's starting to make his way already right now. Yeah, look, I, th- I think it, the, it is a little bit early. Um, it, it doesn't surprise me one bit, though. When, when we're talking about tangibles, uh, you know, I mean, you, there's a handful of guys that have come out of college with, with the tangibles that, that Anthony Richardson have, if we're being completely honest. The, the, the combination of size – uh, speed, twitch, arm talent, uh, arm strength, uh, you know, that that's it's just rare. And, you know, I think he came out a year early, um, even though it's hard to it's hard to even fathom coming out a year early and, and still being drafted in the top 15, top 10, possibly top five. Um, it, you know, it's hard to even fathom going back to school when somebody when you're draft, um, you know, you're, when you're told you're going to be drafted that early. Uh, drafted that early, it's hard to even fathom going back to school. But I do think that it would have done him football for football reasons. It would have done him some good to go back to school and play uh, at at that level one more year, in, in the second year in uh, in Billy Napier's offense. But that's not the case. He's coming out. Uh, I, I think there's a couple of things. One, there is no doubt about it 
that uh, that his athletic ability, his twitch, and 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 his arm talent, arm strength, like that being um, uh, a huge advantage in the college game, and and the question of whether does that advantage transition to the league? Is it good enough to exist in the NFL? And the answer is hell yes, right? Physically, what imp- when I first got on the Anthony Richardson bandwagon um, was when I saw him on the field with like talent, with teams that were comparable to Florida, and I'm not talking about their record. I'm talking about when you look at at rosters and kind of how they match up. And at that point in time, did Anthony Richardson's twitch and his speed and his size and his arm strength and arm talent, did all of that disappear or did any of that disappear? Or is that the reason they went on and and beat teams? Or is that the reason that they were able to – or was he able to go on late in games and make plays? And did that athletic ability still stand out the way that it did when he was on, on the field with teams lesser than Florida? And the answer was it did in a major way. I'll say this. The physical aspect, the athletic, the 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 ability to run, the twitch, the the athletic ability making a difference in a ball game. The plays that he made at Florida where you're just like, oh, he he made yep. that play because he's a better athlete yep. than everybody the, else. The the only guy that I was more, the guy that I was more confident that that athletic ability, that twitch, that that it would play at the NFL level was Lamar Jackson. And I'm not sitting here telling everybody that I thought Lamar Jackson was going to be an MVP. I'm telling you the one thing I knew was that you could put you could drop Lamar Jackson on any any professional sport, any field, and he would be the best athlete there. You they would he would move to a diff, with 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 different twitch and different speed than anybody on the field. I don't care how elite they were. I was confident in that. That's the only guy that I've been more confident that the athletic ability and the twitch transitions to the league uh, more than Anthony Richardson. As I'm thinking through all the different athletes that I've covered and quarterbacks and kind of how they transition, um, pretty confident that Kyler Murray's twitch would play at the NFL level. It has. Um, But Anthony Richardson, when you talk about the size, the arm talent, the arm strength, the speed, uh, everything we've talked about, I think that all transitions and is a real advantage at, at the NFL level. If if the mentals and the maturity and all of that stuff and I, catches up, and I think for some reason, for some reason, and a lot of people push it because of what Josh Allen has been able to do, right? That that it has given people at least made teams think a second thought about it. But it is clear the feeling of that athleticism is over overvaluing the things that I think many people have valued in the past, like completion percentage. He's down at 53%, which is generally like you don't generally see a guy in college throw have that have that much a struggle completing passes in college and then it improve when you go to the NFL. So that's generally a no-no there. But his his ability athletically to change the game in a bunch of different ways clearly has to be Something that teams are overvaluing over that, over that, and, I, and 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 I think Josh Allen, his development is one where I think people are seeing and saying, yeah, well, well, hell, let's take a chance, because yeah. I think a lot of people didn't think you could develop that stuff in the NFL level. 
like the accuracy, the complete, like that yeah, stuff. I, I, I think, I think there's. I don't. I still don't know if you can. But <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, Josh th- might be an outlier. But there's a difference in, um, like developing. Like I, I would, I'll be shocked if Anthony Richardson. Yeah, that's fair. I will be shocked if Anthony Richardson has an accuracy problem throwing at targets or throwing on air. I see Anthony like to me that can't be fixed. Like if if you just if you go out there and play catch and and ten throws into it, show I'm making you jump all over the place, chase him. I just ain't got accurate. like that that kind of problem. Like at the combine, he should show will. Yes, throwing the yes. Yeah. Yes, I would. I would think so. But it's when you get um, people out there, when you get people playing zone. When well, you when people... when your mind when your mind starts getting involved and you got safeties rotating and 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 you're young in the game, he hadn't played much. Man, he's one year starter. Yeah, right. I mean, he hadn't played a whole hell of a lot. So when your mind, the wheels start turning, linebackers are moving, safeties are rolling, corners are belling or pressing. I mean, he he had a brand new coach. His two years playing in college, he had a new coach. Both first time he was a freshman, second time he was it was Billy Napier after Dan Mullen got fired. So all of that stuff is it causes inaccuracies, right? Yeah. I'll be shocked if he's an inaccurate quarterback just playing catch, throwing balls on air, throwing at targets. That doesn't need to be fixed physically. That is a mental that is a mental uh, inexperienced maturity issue, not an accuracy issue. Yeah. All right. Uh, be looking out, Sports Radio six ten on Twitter. Uh, you've got through the weekend to vote. You've got mail. The proposal or how to lose a guy in 10 games, 10 games, 10 days, the next, the next, the next uh, rom-com. It's a close race right now. Clint man. has to watch. Yeah, it is a close race. So you'll be. Uh, Who's winning? Uh, I uh, believe. The proposal. Yep. That's what I, that's what I predicted. Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds could be in your, uh, your future Texans all access coming up behind us. They'll do a little Texans mock draft. Y'all have and, fun uh, at the cookoff, man. It'll be a great and, time, and man. We're gonna the drive will be live. Yeah, it will be the best of today uh, with T Mail following that. Clint, great job. Tyler, great job. I am Ron the Show Hughley as always, Houston. We love you, baby. Anything with Lucy is a one night stand, numb nuts. Yeah, well, maybe you need to do a few more butt flexes.